This year in Bible Club, we're going to learn about the Ten Commandments. Does anyone know what a commandment is? It's a rule or a law. And we live in a world filled with rules. We've got rules for school, got to be there by 7.50, stay in our seat, raise our hand before talking, do all of our homework. Then we've got rules for sports teams, got to wear your uniform, got to go to practice, listen to your coach. Then you got rules in your home. You got to clean up after yourself. Don't hit your brother or your sister. Use your manners. Get in the bed by such and such time. We need rules to keep us safe and that so there's order and not confusion. Rules are good for us. Rules set boundaries and they it limits our behavior so we can live at peace with each other. God gives us his rules for holy living in the Bible. And we learn about God's rules, the Ten Commandments, in Exodus chapter 20. We learned stories from Exodus back in the second grade. Does anybody remember what Exodus means? Exit, to depart or leave. And Exodus tells how God used Moses to bring his people out of slavery in Egypt into the Promised Land. Soon after the Israelites left Egypt, they camped in the desert near Mount Sinai and waited to hear God's plan for them. Suddenly, bright lightning flashed through the sky. Thunder shook the earth, and the sound of a trumpet blasted through the air as a thick cloud covered Mount Sinai. God's presence had covered the mountain, and the people ran away in fear. They begged Moses to talk to God for them. Moses met with God on Mount Sinai, and God gave Moses two stone tablets that he wrote his laws. These rules or laws are called the Ten Commandments, and God gave his people these commands because he loved them, and he knew they needed boundaries in order to live in a way that would be different and would show God's character to all the nations around them that didn't believe in our God. God knew that obeying these commands would, that they would live happier and greater lives. Even though the Ten Commandments were given thousands of years ago, they're still just as important today. Just as God delivered the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, God wants to deliver us from the sin in our lives. Sin, hey Tyson, sin has a way of trapping us. God gives us his laws to protect us from the painful consequences of sin that we don't see in the moment. Whatever God tells us to do is always for our own good. I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to read the Ten Commandments to you and give you a quick explanation, but we're going to go into each commandment in more detail in the weeks to come. Just remember, these rules are not just a list of do's and don'ts. They're the key to your happiness and your well-being. The first commandment is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. God should have the always have first priority in your life. The second commandment is thou shalt not make any false gods. So don't substitute anything else for God. Don't allow anything to become more important to you than God. Three, thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Always speak God's name with respect. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. God wants us to set aside a day a week to spend special time with Him. 
honor thy father and mother, respect and obey your parents. Thou shalt not kill. We should value life because God gave us life. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Be faithful in marriage and keep your promises. Thou shalt not steal. Respect the property and the rights of others. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Tell the truth. Thou shalt not covet. Be happy with what you have and don't allow your want for things to become more important than God. God gave his people these commands out of love, his love. God gave his people his commands to protect them from the consequences of sin. And God gave them his commands so they would learn to honor him by how they lived. But you know what? The people of Israel, they just couldn't obey God's laws perfectly. They were born with sin in their hearts, just like we are. Anybody remember our Bible verse that we learned that begins with the letter A? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. None of us can keep God's laws perfectly. Each one of us have broken the Ten Commandments many, many times. We've all lied about something, disobeyed our parents, or taken something that didn't belong to us. A lot of... Did y'all know that a child, even some of you possibly, usually tells a lie within 10 minutes after their first words come out of their mouth? They may have a toy and throw it and say that they didn't do it. Did you throw that? No. Well, anyway, you might wonder, what's the point of the Ten Commandments if nobody can keep them? Even though we can't keep them perfectly, they're still good for us. They show us our sin and our need for a Savior. Let me give you an example. Picture this. You've been out in, working in the yard, planting flowers, and you get a little dirt on your face. So you go to the bathroom to get clean. There are two things in the bathroom area. You got your sink and you got your mirror. And you need them both to get clean. You need the mirror to show you where that you're dirty and where the dirt is at. And then you need the water in the sink to wash that dirt away. Boys, the mirror is an example of God's law, the Ten Commandments. You can't wash your face with just the mirror. It shows you you're dirty and that there's sin in your life. The mirror alone won't get the dirt off your face for you. But to deal with the sin, the dirt, that the mirror shows you, you need water. And the water is an example of Jesus Christ. The Ten Commandments are like our mirror. They show us ways in which, that we all sin, but they can't fix the problem of sin and make us clean to God. God knew we couldn't keep his law. And he gave us a way to wash our dirty faces. He sent his only son, Jesus. You see, sin requires payment. Remember how the people would kill innocent animals and offer sacrifices to God as payment for the sin in their lives? Since Jesus came and died on the cross, the sacrifices are no longer needed. God sent the perfect sacrifice. His son, Jesus, came as a perfect sacrifice to us to make us clean to God, to wash away the dirt of our sin. We've all sinned and deserve to be punished, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. God loved us so much, he sent his son into the world to live a perfect life that we could never live. 
Jesus kept all of God's laws, and he never sinned, so he didn't have to be punished. Jesus died on the cross and took the punishment that we deserve so we could be forgiven. This year in Bible Club, we are going to learn about the Ten Commandments. Does anyone know what a commandment is? Rule or law? We live in a world filled with rules. We've got rules at school. We've got to be there by 7.50. Stay in our seat. Raise our hand before talking. Do our homework. We've got rules on our sports teams. We've got to wear our uniform. Go to practice. Listen to the coach. And we've got rules at our hot houses. We've got to clean up our messes. Don't hit our brother or our sister. We've got to use our manners and get in the bed by a certain time. We need rules to keep us safe and so that there's order and not confusion. Rules are good for us and rules set boundaries and limit our behavior so we can live in peace with each other. God gives us his rules for holy living in the Bible. We learn about God's good rules, the Ten Commandments, in Exodus chapter 20. We learn stories from Exodus in second grade. Does anybody remember what Exodus means? To exit, depart, or leave. Exodus tells us how God used Moses to bring his people out of slavery in Egypt into the Promised Land. Soon after the Israelites left Egypt, they camped in the desert near Mount Sinai and waited to hear God's plan for them. Suddenly, bright lightning flashed through the sky, thunder shook the earth, and the sound of a trumpet blasted in the air as a thick cloud covered Mount Sinai. God's presence had covered the mountain, and the people ran away in fear. They begged Moses to talk to God for them. Moses met with God on Mount Sinai, and God gave Moses two stone tablets that he wrote his laws. These rules or laws are called the Ten Commandments, and God gave his people these commands because he loved them. God knew they needed boundaries in order to live in a way that would be different and would show God's character to the nations around them that didn't believe in our God. God knew that obeying these commands, they would live greater and happier lives. Even though the Ten Commandments were given thousands of years ago, they're still important today. Just as God delivered the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, God wants to deliver us from the slavery of sin. Sin has a way of trapping us, and God gives us His laws to protect us from the painful consequences of sin that we don't see in the moment when we are sinning. Whatever God tells us to do is always for our own good. I'm going to take a moment and read each of the Ten Commandments. We'll go into each commandment in more detail in the weeks to come. Remember that these rules are not just a list of do's and don'ts. They're the keys to your happiness and well-being. One, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. God should always have first priority in your life. Thou shalt not make any false gods. Don't substitute anything else for God. Don't allow anything to become more important to you than God. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Always speak God's name with respect and reverence. 
Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. God wants us to set aside one day a week to spend concentrated time with Him. Honor thy father and mother. Respect and obey your parents. Thou shalt not kill. Value life because God is the giver of life. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Be faithful in marriage and keep your promises. Thou shalt not steal. Respect the property and rights of others. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Tell the truth. Thou shalt not covet. Be happy with what you have and don't allow your want for things to become more important than God. God gave his people these commands out of his love. God gave his people these commands to protect them from the consequences of sin. And God gave them his commands so they would learn to honor him by how they lived. But you know what? The people of Israel couldn't obey God's laws perfectly. They were born with sin in their hearts, just like we are. Does anybody remember our memory verse that begins with A? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. None of us can keep God's laws perfectly. Each one of us has broken the Ten Commandments many times. And we've all lied about something or disobeyed our parents or taken something that didn't belong to us. And you might wonder, well, what's the point of the Ten Commandments if nobody can keep them? Even though we can't keep them perfectly, they're still good for us. They show us our sin and our need for a Savior. Let me give you an example. Picture this. You've been working in the yard planting a bush and you get a little dirt on your face. So you go to the bathroom to get clean. There are two things in the bathroom area. You've got your mirror and you've got your sink, and you need them both to get clean. We need the mirror to show us where the dirt, where we're dirty and where the dirt's at. And we need water to actually wash the dirt away. You can't wash your face with just the mirror. It shows you you're dirty, that there's sin in your life, but the mirror alone won't get the dirt off your face. But to deal with the sin or the dirt that you see in the mirror, you need water. And the water will be Jesus. The Ten Commandments are like our mirror. They show us the many ways that we all sin, but they can't fix the problem of sin and make us clean to God. God knew we couldn't keep his law, but he gave us a way to wash our dirty faces. He sent his only son, Jesus. You see, you see, sin requires payment. Remember how people would kill innocent animals to offer sacrifices to God as payment for sins in their life? Since Jesus came and died on the cross, the sacrifices are no longer needed. God sent the perfect sacrifice. His son, Jesus, came as a perfect sacrifice for us to make us clean to God, to wash away the dirt of our sin. We've all sinned and deserve to be punished, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. God loved us so much, he sent his son into the world to live the perfect life we could never live. Jesus kept all the laws of God, and he never sinned, so he didn't have to be punished. Jesus died on the cross and took the punishment we deserved so we could be forgiven. This year, in Bible Club, we are learning the Ten Commandments. It's really important for us to know why God gave us these laws. 
God gave them to us because he loves us. He made us and he knows what's the best way for us to live so that we can experience the most joy. God gives us rules so we can make wise decisions and be protected from the painful consequences of sin. Last week, we talked about the first and second commandments. These commandments instruct us to make God the first priority in our lives. When we seek to please God first, everything else falls into place. Have you ever buttoned your shirt and gotten the first button wrong? When that happens, every button after that is in the wrong place. But when you get the first button in the right place, all the others line up properly. I think it's that way with God. When he is in his rightful place as Lord and King of our lives, then all the other issues of life line up and are in the right place. Today, we're going to learn about the third commandment. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Does anybody know what the word vain means? The word vain can mean proud and conceited, but it also can mean worthless or unimportant. That's the definition of vain in this commandment. This commandment tells us we should never speak of God as if he is worthless or unimportant. God created us. He is all-powerful and all-knowing and ever-present. He's the greatest and the best and deserves our honor. And we should never use God's name as a curse word. And we should never use God's name when we're angry or in anger. And we should never use God's name to express surprise. This commandment is broken so often that we get used to hearing God's name used flippantly and we don't even realize we're being disrespectful to God. We may recognize that saying, Oh my God, or Oh Lord, or Jesus Christ is taking God's name in vain, but even the softened versions, Oh my gosh, OMG, geez, are dishonoring to God. God cares greatly about his name and his glory. I want to read this commandment from Exodus 20, verse 7. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. It sounds like this is a big deal to God. We need to respect God and only use his name when we're talking to him or about him. We shouldn't say God's name like it's any other word. God's name is special because God is special.